This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Evening, Endless Ranters. Welcome to episode 77 of your Endless Ranters podcast. My name is Chris, but I'm just one of your Endless Ranters hosts this evening. Uh, I am joined by the lovely and talented Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi. Hello. Hello. Lucky number 77 tonight. It is lucky number 77. And uh, speaking about lucky, it's producer Manny. What's going down, mole man? Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Shout out to everyone's favorite ace, old Quana, Ruin Backhand, Monkey Uncle, everyone that watches on the weekly. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot for uh, being loyal viewers of our show. Pretty cool. The order's more like it, man. Fucking family at this point. Well, i just like to say, I was specific to say viewers because that's kind of neat, you know? It's kind of neat. Yeah, I hear you. Um, anyway, so are you feeling lucky tonight, Mole Man? Lucky as I could be feeling, I just finished, you know, devouring some steak, a little behind the scenes action. Yeah, I'm so thankful you finished that off before. Okay, cut, Manny. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even, I didn't, I just made sure it was grass fed finished. That's it. I just grabbed a couple of those and brought them home through. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, man. You know, this uh, job's got me paid pretty nicely so I could eat better. Did it say beyond? Yeah. Did it say, How's that didn't say going? beyond anywhere beyond no, steak I'm a, or anything i'm beyond eating beyond me i'm avoiding <laughs> that as much as possible so you, you know. shouldn't have to try to avoid it you should just not touch it it, it should not even exist. social distance from it it tastes so weird man exactly uh, it just no it matter how much your you, gut yeah and no matter how much you try and season it this way or the other you could still taste through it and just it's odd it's also not good it. for you. There's like no point. It's so much cheaper for some reason. I don't know how it could be, but no, <laughs> no beyond me. Exactly. Is it also, so much by the cheaper? way, I've been adding your raw butter. Oh, well, thank you. How do you like it? I don't know. <laughs> the raw butter. So I, I bought a, a box of the raw butter that Manny drives around and delivers and it's really good. Yeah, I've been putting it on all my steaks. You should try it. Hey, soul approved. Hell yeah. Go ahead and get you some, everybody in the state yeah. of California. <laughs> but how's everyone else doing? How we how how how's the life been since we all last hung out? Oh good. I life. actually went up to uh the Santa Maria Slow area and I saw some of the ace holes up there. So I saw B Frank, Addy, Hi Hat, and Melissa going wine tasting. Right on. Yeah. Got Shut a couple of nice that. bottles and beautiful weather, beautiful yeah. scenery. Didn't have to wear a mask in the grocery store. That's awesome. I thought you did hard. have to wear masks now. Not up there. Just in LA. Yep. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe they change. I forget what day that all happened. They announced that you should, but I don't know. They're pretty loosey goosey up there. Well, speaking of that, COVID is back, baby. Back with a back with a Delta Delta Force. The Delta Force, Force Delta. Yes, it's right back. There. It's back. 
So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I just see these headlines. I, I have to admit, I'm I'm barely barely paying attention, but I can't avoid you know seeing the headlines and hearing hearing people talk and whatnot at work. Nothing. Did I'm you in get Oklahoma an emergency now. alert? I did on the way back to on the way back home today from work. No, yeah. why would I get an emergency? We got alert? emergency. We got emergency alerts on our phones down here. You know, just let us know. So here's my thing. Back earlier this year, when it was really surging before the vaccine, I was oh, I would look at the hospital bed availability. I would they would update it on the LA County government site every week. And I would kind of track like, hey, what's the trend here? And yeah, it looked like pretty full. So I was like, oh, I wonder what it's like now. And they haven't updated since May. I couldn't find any data on it. Um, but they do have, you know, they've got the testing rates are skyrocketing or sorry, the the positive rate, positivity rate is skyrocketing. The hospitalizations are skyrocketing, but the deaths aren't. And I'm kind of like, how do you, what are these hospitalizations? Like, I have a feeling the beds are not being used. Like, these are people in and out. They like check in, get some meds and leave. Right. Like you need to know hospitalization. But I don't know. And then also how long was the stay possibly, or have they, is the threshold the right, same for right. hospitalization like, or are they trying to put, are they putting people in, you know, hospitalizing people quicker, you know, uh, because there's, I mean, there's gotta be like a changing threshold as hospitals get full of like who gets sent home and is told to take some Tylenol and drink and, you know, stay hydrated and, and who gets put into a bed, but when numbers are down and the beds aren't full, maybe, and there's a new variant, you know, maybe the hospitals understandably are like putting people in the bed faster. And then I don't know. And also like, like are the rates of testing going up? Are they testing data? more? Are they testing more people? Like are the number of tests going the up? Test, no, actually the tests have gone down. The number of people being tested has gone down, mm-hmm. but the positivity rate has gone up. So that's another thing you don't are. Is it, is it just the sick people going in to get tested or is this like, Oh, people, cause there are a lot of people that for their jobs, especially people here that are working on sets, they, even if they're vaccinated, they have to go get tests. So maybe something changed, like there's some pattern or trend with not as many healthy people just going to get tests to be, you know, confirmed for work. Like you can't imagine that would be the factors of that would be different everywhere, you know, from like a steel town in Ohio, if that exists, if that one of those exists or in like Los Angeles, where, there's a lot of production and all that kind of thing where people have to be in places like, yeah. So, but you're saying the number of people actually going to get a test is down. So that means it's maybe more like sick people, like people aren't getting tested as, as much as they used to like involuntarily, I think like where now that people are vaccinated, they don't have to get, test like if they get a cold and take a sick day they don't have to get tested before they come back to work or if they're you know schools aren't like sending kids home when there's an exposure or something anymore with kid like daycares aren't at least in texas they're not so like the positivity rate is going up 
because yes, the people the that are getting tested are actually like people that should go get tested because they're sick. Right. Like who knows what's changing? Like there's probably some of it is going to be like the, the virus, the Delta variant is spreading. Like it is like ramping up, but I'm saying without the death rate, the death rate is staying steady overall. And I'm seeing the hospitalization skyrocket. Then to me that says, Oh, they're not using bed. Like they're not more people having severe cases. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, what are you going to well, say? None of we... us know for sure, but I'm speculating. It's a little weird that the, yeah, the yeah. hospitalizations would skyrocket and the deaths wouldn't, and they're not sharing the hospital bed information. Six well, months ago, also they were like using words like skyrocketing. You're talking about skyrocketing and like ramping up and all this stuff. It's like it looks like an exponential function. I mean, it's going up like an exponential function is what I'm saying when I say skyrocket. Yeah, I think uh, what I think, you know, there were stories early on about how the virus would mutate for sure and how viruses don't really mutate to kill their hosts faster. Viruses mutate to like. Live. They want to live longer, you know. They want to like, and I don't know. Like I think Adam Carolla was saying that a few days ago about you know it's kind of, you know, the virus is like I want to get around easier, so I want to like be more mobile and transmit easier, but and I don't want to like kill people. I want to just hang out and be mild and like spread and you know, I don't know. know. Yeah. 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 Bang some, bang some chicks, bang some hotties. (laughs) Just if we're going to personify the virus and get all these thoughts, like as well, like take it, take it all the way. Diversify its performance. They're going all out. There's, they're not expending as much energy, right? Like they're not, they're weaker. It's a weaker virus. And that's what they're saying. They're that's banging what they're... more. They're banging more chicks, but not as hard. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. They're not all tens. They're not all hotties. Or they're just, you know, he's just, he's just going yeah. through the motions. Um, yeah, the, the virus is a frat bro. He's a dude frat bro. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it's back. There's Delta. I, I saw headlines that said the Gamma was found in, like, Texas. Then there's a Lambda was found in somewhere else. And I was like, that's it's just weird. Like, am I in the Matrix where it's just like, <laughs> I'm just making stuff up? some numbers. What what happened to epsilon? Why did it I don't go? Know. That's too hard to, to say. Gamma and <laughs> you figure that people would have too much of a difficulty repeating. Yeah, it. that's just that's just too hard. <laughs> it's got to be two syllables. What's the where? What's the? We went right to delta. Was there an ABC? Was there a alpha beta? They could have had an alpha and a beta and a gamma first. Well, you what said there Charlie? was a gamma. There was no Charlie in there. There, well, no, there you Charlie is Greek. not a Greek letter. Yeah. Uh, I like to mix them up a little it's bit. It's not a medical one. term. Charlie is what they use in like military. Yeah, I forget the term to use for that. No, it's 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 something like alpha numeric. <laughs> no, alpha beta Charlie. So Charlie is gamma, but Charlie is to represent C. Oh, okay. Like if you're on some rec- like phone with really bad reception and people can't understand your letters, you say Charlie, like alpha, beta, Charlie. I forgot what the rest of them are, but it's just a clear uh, way of communicating. You do. Oh, 
You're talking about when anyway. When I don't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about when you need to spell something out and you exactly. go like you or go, rattling you go, like, off a light. Yes. You go seal. You go seal team six on people like Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, it's like a, it's like Boulevard yeah, military law enforcement down. These are like the the pragmatic Adam approved type of people that are like. Let's just be clear. It's the Morris Code of talk. Like, let's just get to the point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is COVID? Okay. So COVID's back. Uh, other news. I got vaccinated. Chris, wait, Chris, has anything changed? You're in Texas. So we, I mean, has anything changed? Oh, yeah. So like, we're it, back to wearing masks. We are actually wearing You are. No, no, nothing's changed. That's what's weird also is because I'm seeing the headlines and I'm seeing like all these other announcements in other states and then. You know, we're just walking around doing whatever we want to do. I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, just south of Oklahoma City uh, this week. And it seems pretty much the same at restaurants and whatnot. Like people are not a lot of people are wearing masks at all. Doesn't seem like anybody's like people are aware of these headlines and, and the news and the Delta, but doesn't seem like behavior is changing much. Question. Um, yes. What is Norman, Oklahoma known for? Uh, I guess the Sooners are here, right? Is that this is? I think this is OU territory. I don't know what is it. What's it known for? I've never been. You're the one visiting. You got to. Oh, me. it's just the just the university. I, I, I'm not really sure. It well, it's known for the Embassy Suites Conference Center, Maybe. Hilton Conference Center. He's there for work. He's just there to make the money and leave. I understand, <laughs> but you know he's still in the area. I'm sure he would have seen some things that were just like, huh, that's interesting. Moving on. Types of uh, right before I came in, what was it? The um, there's the Oklahoma School of uh, Horseshoeing. See, you see what I mean? Yep, yep. just uh, south, just south of here. Thrilling, right there. Yeah, they got night classes. I didn't um, even know that they offered such three a hour deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like official. It's like the official state looked official, but I've only seen one. I've only seen one state school of horseshoeing in my lifetime. I wonder if they have those type of commercials you see late at night. Get your degree in horseshoeing in 18 months. I don't know, but the weird thing about when I travel is I'll like watch the hotel TV. Yeah. So I'll put on put on like the news or you know, Fox News or whatever. And it's the only time I watch commercials these days. What are they like these days? Well, I saw one that was for uh, one of the walk-in tubs. You guys you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That they advertise towards old people. Walk-in tubs. I gotta tell you. It's starting to look pretty good. <laughs> what is it about the walk-in tub that has you? Has starting to look pretty good. What's well, appealing? First of all, uh, you just walk into it. There's a door in the side of the tub. So the tub's like really high. It's like maybe chest high or so. Right. And you just open this door and walk into it. So you don't have to like step over that little the that, wall yeah, the, the, of the bathtub. It's, it's for old people. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, so, I might start. Yeah, yeah, when my parents or people that like, convenience. yeah, if you're gonna like do a house for old people that are retired, like my parents redid, they completely like basically tore down our house and re revamped it in 2008. So they, they made their showers. You just open the door. Like there was nothing to walk over. Sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. everything. I mean, there's a like a guest room upstairs, but ever otherwise, it's like everything's down one floor. Yeah, they, they knew they were thinking like, oh, we're going to get older. So we got to cater to ourselves. Yeah. 
That's well, what they're I'm doing. Just thinking Do they have old you, people there? Oh, yeah, they got old people everywhere. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, so but anyway, like, you walk into you know, this like tub, you open this people. door. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Well, you have to. Most old people stay put. Like, I know, like, a lot of old people go to Florida, like, retire there. Most old people actually stay put wherever they are, just wither away wherever they are. So, but uh, what was I talking about? Commercials. Yeah, so you walk into this tub, and you close the door behind you, and then it's it's just like a seat. It's like a cockpit almost, right? Yeah. So it's got jets in the back and at the feet and all this stuff, and it just fills up. And this one I saw on, on just tonight, like a half hour ago, has like a... a one of those shower shower heads, like the rain shower deals. Yeah. So I was like a shower too. I don't know. And this one had a, a built-in Bluetooth speaker, which may have put it over the top. Yeah, that's a bit much. Everything else sounds fine. No need for the, you know, you could, especially with the abundance of other wireless Bluetooth speakers, there's no need for that to be part of the tub. Yeah, it's a weird thing about Bluetooth speakers now. It's like anything can be a Bluetooth speaker. And also like anything could just be a phone charger. You know what I mean? Like the suitcases with Bluetooth speakers and phone charging things like built in, like gilding the lily, as they say. I wouldn't be surprised if we soon see a, a pacemaker that could power that can charge up your cell phone and act as a wireless Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Man's <laughs> chest battery. All right. Uh, we're losing, we're losing Jane. Well, what? <laughs> I said we're losing Jane. I started talking about Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I hear a superhero, and I'm like, ah, oh, out cold. That was it. But that was the commercial that really hit home with me tonight. Was this walk-in tub idea? Obviously, it, it looks pretty damn comfortable. And the jets, it's got these jets. You're just sitting like, you know, it's like you're, it's like a a section of a hot tub. Yeah, just like cut out, walled off with the door, of course, and plopped in your bathroom. I have a stupid, obvious question, but you fill this up after you enter the sit-in tub, correct? Or yes. do you still, Okay, cool. I was just I was thinking in my head whether we should walk through this this process together. I don't know, but man. I decided, I decided just to say yes. out there that, you know. I decided like just to say yes. Life yeah. on the edge. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm curious Definitely how long it takes. Get in. To well... I like the the idea that it has the shower head because you can kind of shower, yeah, while your tub is filling up, or maybe shower first. Yeah, I shower I first. I don't know. Get in the tub, like yeah. sitting in your own filth juices, just doesn't sound appealing. Yeah, you want to shower first, you know, rinse that out, and then let it fill up, and then turn on the jets, and uh, watch your flat screen, you know, flat screen panel TV on the wall. Rewind, Manny. You yeah. take bath. Oh no, I haven't taken a bath in since I was a child. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet <laughs> so you would like, if you had one of these if you had like, one of these baths, these walk-in <laughs> tubs. I was like, it seemed a little highbrow, but you did just say you ate grass-fed beet, grass-fed steak. So I was like, hmm. Maybe you we're know, uh, getting onto something. I mean, if I do end up investing some time down in the down the line in one of these walk-in tubs i'll you know i gotta do it right take a shower first and then get in the tub the only i way. don't know that there's a strong connection between oh, dudes neither. that eat eat grass-fed beef and um have walk-in take, tubs take baths <laughs> like i don't think there's any connection correlation anything there it's a conscientious it's like a eating grass-fed beef it's like 
you're conscientious of it because it tends to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I would like the nice, I would like the nicer version. Mm-hmm. And taking a bath is also kind of like, ooh, I want the nicer version. I want a pamper. Interesting. Oh, and then would he also maybe begin to write in calligraphy? I always wanted to learn how. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, Rio, like, just, yes, I'm gonna, exactly. I'm just going to name other fancy things that are not connected at all. I love watches. <laughs> if <laughs> start, I can't you know, start you wearing a watch. No, you start wearing cufflinks. Past Omega, dude. I'm talking other brands. So I, if I could, I'd start a pen collection. But like, we're going heavily off the rails here. We were. I don't even know how fucking COVID night these COVID variants are tied to walk. We're gonna save this. Okay, so, we'll save this for another episode. We're gonna do a topic on what do we like. The what what do we like? What products we like that are high end? Mm, okay, what products okay. we like to buy the best of? But for now, let's take it for back. That are kind of frivolous. Yeah. And nonsensical, but let's take it back. That's a good topic for another time. Absolutely. So let's go back. Are we at COVID? Are we moving on? Are we moving on? We're talking about COVID. I was going to say that uh, I got vaccinated. How'd you like Uh, that process? I don't really like it. I don't really want to. Um, Had to. Which one of your kids held a gun to your head and forced you to go down and get, you know? Oh, none none of them. None of them. They'd be be disappointed. No, they'll be disappointed when they find out. That daddy caved, caved to the man. No, I had to for work because I'm just traveling a lot. It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel it, it, it feels kind of like a dick move because I don't really, I'm not against the vaccine in, in any way. I just didn't really feel like getting it. But anyway, when I took the second dose, I was knocked on my ass the next day. Like I felt like I had the flu. Like I don't, I never had a fever, but I did. I had like the chills. I was so sore. Like every 15 minutes, I wanted to lie down and take a nap. I was a wreck. Did you indulge and take those naps? No, I couldn't. My kids were with me. So I was just like mustering all the energy I could just to get them fed and bathed and, you know, whatever. Yeah. One of them, one of them is nursing some kind of respiratory virus, not COVID, but like RSV, RSV or something. I don't know, something, something has a name, but um, so we really couldn't do anything anyway, luckily, because I was like barely, barely keeping it together myself. But yeah, I was wrecked. And then it was lasted Manny. about 24, 36 hours, maybe. Yeah. What's up, Jane? Manny, are you vaccinated? I am. Okay. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Since May, mid-May. Anyway. That was the time I received the Yeah, second. same. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> so, Chris, I don't think you should. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, yeah, no, don't no. be. You're fine. It's fine to get the vaccine. Oh, I know it's fine. I'm not really. I was I was kind of aggravated this weekend because <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Like, I haven't I haven't felt this sick in years. Honest, literally, not haven't felt that sick in years. I mean, although it didn't last very long, but I mean, like the last time I had the flu, that's what it felt like. You know, without like an actual fever. Like, I don't think I ever had a fever. Like I didn't feel that way, but I felt like the chills and I felt just sore as fuck. Um, but yeah, that was like. This the worst I've felt physically in a long time. Glad you made. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really feel bad about it. Just yeah, it's just kind of a. I mean, at least you kind of knew what it was from. You know, like you have an explanation for it, and you know, you yeah. knew to expect that, and that you'd be okay. I mean, you just have to suffer through it. Did well, it I expected my arm to be to sore in like month. a circle. Like we 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 have stuff that happens to us every month that we just have to suffer through. 
So there's no way it was this bad. It's kind of the same. I'm pretty sure I felt it felt worse than childbirth. (laughs) That's how bad I felt. (laughs) You know, know don't don't try to steal my pain. Don't try to steal my pain, Jane. I can't argue that one technically, but I but I bet a lot of people could. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a very emotional moment for them. They don't really remember. Anyway. So, yeah, That's so, true. but now, like, so I get vaccinated and now, like, they're talking about everybody should wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. Like, if we could just, can we all just step back and, like, I wish everybody, like, 100% of people could just step back and just, just acknowledge the ridiculousness of this, <laughs> of, like, the rush to v- vaccinate everybody, and then everybody's got to keep, then you got to put your mask back on. Like, how would you explain, like in 50 years, if you had to explain this to your, you know, grandkids or whatever, like, and you start, you have to like say this out loud, like what happened? It just sounds ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. I, but I, I, I feel like I'm sitting on the side of opinion that we're going to feel in 50 years. So, yeah, but we'll see for sure. I mean, I mean, what did Adam said? Sweden was down to no deaths for the past week, like they've reached that point of no deaths and they don't have a mask mandate. They, I don't know if they, I think he said he, they never did. Although it sounded like some people chose to wear masks. So they're also just a, you're dealing with a polite society in comparison to the U S so who knows, but all the fact it's hard to distill all the factors, but yeah, there's way too many yeah. There's way too many factors in all these different societies, cultures, even within the United States, even within like a state like California or Texas. There's so many different communities, cultures, whatever. There's so many factors. It's hard to generalize everything. I was it was interesting because they're starting to talk about kids vaccinating kids. They're starting to say that kids should go back if they're in person, they should all wear masks again this entire year, which is just insane. <clears throat> So I'm not sure my kid's school has not changed their plans. Their plan is that no more masks are required because even though the state lifted the mask in Texas, the schools, some schools still did, Um, but they ended that. I'm not sure if they'll turn it back on, but anyway, in the discussion, it's mask required for kids indoors. I'm pretty sure that's the policy here, (laughs) which is insane because they don't, they don't pass it. They don't, they don't spread it. They don't get it. They don't spread it. They're just not a risk. Like, I don't understand why we need to cover their face. And like, they don't, and I've heard people argue, well, they don't even seem to mind. And it's like, okay, but they're, you're still messing with their development of like not seeing facial expressions on other people and in public. Like, I just feel like you're kind of destroying their ability, their human interactions their experience with that you're scaring them from stranger like scaring them into thinking everyone's contagious i think to some degree i think the vast majority of kids will like get over this really quick because they get over like crate you know things that are crazy to them all the time but like there's a you know there's a there's a percentage of kids that are like on the edge or fringe or you know or don't have good support systems or have other mental issues where, yeah, sure. It definitely F's with them really bad. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I totally agree with you, but at the same time, kind of optimistic for kids because like kids, 
I don't know, you go through things as a kid, like you break your arm or your shoulder or whatever. And like, yeah, and it's like so traumatic, but then like the next week you're like playing football with a cast on, you know? So like kids get yeah, over like not... really traumatic things easily, but not all of them. Like some of them, like this, like kids, like special needs kids that weren't able to like go to their teachers, like special needs teachers, like in person for a year. Well, I think it depends on your age for one thing. I think really little kids are going to, it'll just kind of fly past them, but kids are a little bit older, maybe like eight to 11 or what, I don't know, maybe Mm -hmm. older than that too. But for an extended period of time to have to do this seems like not cool. Like same with divorce. Like if you're, if your parents get divorced and you're really little, like it's less traumatizing when you're a little older, but then if you get old enough, it's not as big of a deal. I also think it depends on like being a psychological issue versus a physical, like you break an arm and it's not like someone hurt your psyche. You just need to heal and then you'll be fine unless it's a really bad physical injury. But otherwise, like, I don't think breaking your arm, like we get so worked up about protecting our kids from playground, you know, dangerous playgrounds, but really kids kind of bounce back from that stuff in general. So you're talking about more of the long-term effect of this because that you're right. And then that is a big difference. It's like a, it's like a slow burn, long extended grind where they can't interact or can't see each other's faces and whatever. Is that what you're saying? It's that is different. Yeah. And also I think there's going to be a parenting factor here. Like the parents who are super paranoid are going to damage their kids psychologically way more than the ones who were very loose about it because none of those kids are going to have gotten sick. So none of them are going to sit there and be like, Oh, I got sick and they were protected or they, they're not going to know anyone that got sick around that. They're like, Oh, you saved me from that fate. Like they're just, they don't have that observation. They're not going to know any better. Yeah. But I'm just saying like the parents who have been super paranoid and didn't let them see their their friends for a year and a half are going to be more resentful as they get older about the situation. Yeah. I'm sure some are. Yeah. I was trying to think like, I remember I will tell just seeing your parents freak out is bad. Seeing exactly. Your parents That's freak what out, talks about. See, seeing them freak out for like a long extended period has got to be really bad. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm going through this weird thing where it's like, all throughout time human history has been fucking nuts this is new to us but it's like oh we've, we've just been crazy forever because i'm you know like you you look at like our reaction to the black plague and like the reaction to the spanish flu like like we like we've just been through this we've done these things to ourselves the panics and the irrational fear we've done it to ourselves before we'll do it again we're just doing well, it to ourselves and actually- like we're doing it to Weren't ourselves and like, like awful pandemics. Like I thought those yeah. were actually scary. I'm yeah, they were. I'm talking like, about, I'm talking about like the black, like the plague, like we were humans were stupid back then. And they blamed, um, they blamed the cats, but the cats, they got rid of all the cats, but then there was the rats that were transmitting it everywhere. And like everybody, you know, like, and, and oh. the cats didn't get the, you know, just doing irrational, stupid things. And like, that's where a lot of like, um, anti-semitism started i I forget what country but uh during the black plague because there were certain like 
there's, I forget where this was, but it was in this really long uh, lecture series I watched on the plague when COVID first started. But it was, um, the Jews were put outside of the city. Always like, had to back to the they, Jews. Chris. They had to live in certain, they had to live in separate <laughs> areas. Like they had to live in separate areas to start with. So, I mean, it's not the origins of it, but there was some reason they had to live in separate areas. Whatever practices they had, they didn't get the plague at the rate that everybody else in the main part of town was getting it. So then it was like these theories about where it came from. It was like, uh, you know, the Jews, it was like a conspiracy because look, they weren't getting sick, but they were getting sick, but just irrational, crazy things, mm-hmm. propaganda, trying to blame it on one group or another group, taking crazy public safety measures that are kind of backwards that make things worse. Um, so we, we're just doing it to ourselves again, but like high tech. Yeah, and we have data to know what works and doesn't. We're still not listening to it. Isn't like that back amazing? Back then, I kind of give them a pass because I don't think they really yeah. knew. People couldn't, the average person couldn't read or write. So any news you had about the plague, <laughs> this is crazy too. It was like it was like just being read to you by like the one person in your town that could read. So like, and it was there was only a, a few people that could write it, write down what happened in the other town. So like the way you got, the way you got information was just so. (laughs) I wonder if the the town reader got laid a lot because they were able to read and disseminate information. Maybe. Hmm. I was thinking that they were able to read and disseminate information. So they got, they made more money. Well, that's too. They could afford the prostitutes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, drowning in pussy is just a fringe benefit. (laughs) in the brothel that was probably like a public brothel it was like yeah yeah Yeah. um i'm not sure why i went off on that jag but i think just because my like all these things that keep happening like i find myself less and less outraged by it and more and more just like oh there we go crola says could go no other way i remember adam had that man i'm different i get i'm getting increasingly outraged (laughs) i'm like let's talk some sense I mean, it's not like I'm just like, uh, well, we always done this to ourselves, so might as well just let it happen. It's not that way. I mean, I'm very, very much opposed to it all, but it's like, it's, it's so bizarre to me. I don't know. How bizarre, how bizarre. I have a yeah, question. Like just just so, like I was saying about the vaccination rates and or like the uh, people that are vaccinated being told to mask up again because the viral load in your nose even if you've been vaccinated and you get the Delta variant, vir- uh, variant, like it's the same amount of COVID in your nasal passages from the other version. It's like, <laughs> so put your mask back on, even though you've been vaccinated. I don't know. So, so, so weird. <laughs> so weird. By the way, nasal viral load is a great name for a thrash band. <laughs> so thanks for that little tidbit. That's a good one. That's a good one. Throwback to Jaden, too. PM. Moving on to the Olympics. Uh, Growing up, I watched the Olympics a lot. I always found them to be fascinating. But then now, growing up as an adult and finding out all the weird shit that goes on behind the scenes, it's very jarring. I don't sit and watch like I used to with the glee and enjoyment. It's more just like, hmm, a little bit of skepticism. Yeah. I wonder what it I looks think, like to I, watch I, you, know, you kinda, watch the I, Olympics in glee. Ask my mom, <laughs> you know. So can you try to give us glee? I get it that right I now? think it's 
different when you we TV moment. was so like just like one channel for every you know like or three channels but there's just like one way to watch them everyone watched the one channel that was airing it and so there was no internet to go read the current news or i don't know so i think now because we have all these outlets and there's like social media is like feeding me all the latest news and all the opinions and it's uh it's a little different it's like all it's all opinion based it is different yep um that's a good good topic because i think your like your experience of the olympics every two or four years is like is there's so many factors that go into that you know because i think well like i i usually watch the olympics like not just when i was a kid but i would watch a lot of the olympics like whatever the last ones that were on because i think it was like three years ago, maybe. And I had cable at the time, like regular, like regular cable, you know, and I just do like streaming services now. So, um, are they streaming I would watch the lip. I know. On you, I, I don't know. I haven't me, really like 1992. I haven't really checked YouTube or to Sorry, like, I cause I'm, I know we have a lag going on. Um, I haven't checked YouTube because like the way I would watch the Olympics is like at night. Like it would just, I would come home, I'd put it on and I would just follow whatever, you know, whatever the saga was for the night, like the lineup was like all night and then like switch over to another channel or like, you know, they did the news. It was just like something I would have on and I would like just pay attention. So like watching highlights on YouTube or like, you know, taking in the Olympics like that. I don't know. Just, I just have no, I'm just not compelled to do that at all. I got you. All the sports suck. They don't draw your attention. <laughs> but you said you watched as a kid, right? Like, what was the what was the first Olympics you were you were into? Oh boy, do you remember the first? I can't, I don't really have a first memory. I think that when I was a young kid, my I probably wasn't that much in the Olympics, to be honest, because you're talking about when I was young, like we would have like a 19 inch black and white TV. And then we like upgraded to like a 20 inch color TV or something. Hell yeah. Living life. You know, you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. it was uh, either over antenna or basic cable, like, you know, the TV screens that were rounded still. The, yeah, <laughs> like tube TV. yeah. Um, like desktop. They're the equivalent of a desktop TV. CRT, yeah. 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 Um, whatever you call it, concave, concave TV convex. screen, a convex. Okay. Um, it wasn't very satisfying visually. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you didn't know any better. Like I, I get it, but like who the hell cared? You like, you had no frame true, of reference, the but, better. So this seems like a bad excuse because I was very excited about the 92 Olympics. My sister and I, I mean, we, we had that on VHS and we watched it over and over. Like we knew, we knew it just like by 92. memory. Like, okay. We knew the routines. We knew the music. We knew the scores. Wow. And we just loved it. Yeah. What was your favorite? Sports? It was on a tiny, it was on a tiny TV. We didn't care. That was the okay. one with Shannon. Miller. So it was, and Kim Zemeskel. So Kim Zemeskel like messed up in the qualifying round. She didn't qualify for the finals. It was a huge deal because she was the reigning world champion. Um, and then 
And then Kim Zemeskel, or sorry, Shannon Miller was up against the Soviet. So this was the unified team. They called the Soviets the unified team because they didn't have an official country. Right. And so they had a girl that also didn't qualify technically to the finals, the individual all around final. But they like said that the girl who did qualify because she was the favor, the one who didn't qualify was the favor, but she also messed up. But the Russians were like, mm, the other girl's injured. So we're going to sweep in the girl we know who can win. And then she did. She beat Shan Miller by like a fraction of a point. And it was a big deal. How do they score those events? So they've changed the scoring over the years. So back in the day, um, it was a 10 point. It was out of 10 points. And there just wasn't a lot of room for difficulty. Like there were requirements but you didn't get bonus points for doing more difficult skills. So it was really a lot more about perfection. And then that, then they changed the scoring system up. I don't know. It was like 2000, 2004. And then they made it like 10, the, there was 10 points allotted for perfection and mis, you know, like deductions for mistakes. And then there was kind of a technically unlimited amount of extra difficulty points. So I think now like 15 is a really good score. If you get over 15, now that's really good. If you get over 16, that's like on another realm. So it's really encouraged the gymnasts to do much more difficult moves. And I think that's why we've seen the Americans just become like the big powerhouses and maybe because they've, they've evolved to have the more muscular bodies, whereas in the past, everyone was like petite and more dainty and dancey. Now everyone's fucking She-Hulk on the floor throwing down their routines, gesticulating. Yeah, they're uh, like super seems there's been like a and I mean, proliferation of um, youth gymnastics centers and like that's like that's really big around here. Um, there's multi, you know, several of them where I'm sure it's like really expensive and like, you know, they're just, it's so popular. I don't know. I'm, I guess it's not everywhere, but it's so popular around here. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, so, earlier, like, so I, when I would like, watch, sorry, I was just going to say to wrap up from earlier, like, um, so when I was a young kid, there was one channel NBC that played the Olympics. So it was like, and that was it. So if they were, showing something you know terrible it was like that was it but you know not it what didn't take but a few years after that where like now you had nbc you had usa you had cnbc where they were like there are multiple channels you know in the nbc family that were playing the olympics all the time so yeah then i started watching a lot more so probably more as like uh i don't know maybe late teens early 20s and then throughout my most up until a few years ago i watched the olympics a lot I'm not, I'm, and my experience yeah. this year is like, I wonder why I'm not really compelled to watch the Olympics this year. Like, part of it is like, you know, if you don't have like cable, like regular cable, then that's that because you don't have NBC and all those channels. I guess you can buy, like, maybe buy the streaming something or other. I don't know. Your heart's just not in it as a viewer like it used to be. Just maybe just not. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. other factors, right? Yeah. There's like Jane was saying, like, the, the messages or like the opinions of all the athletes. And it's like, 
you're starting to see a system where it's like controversy, creating controversy as an Olympic athlete might actually be good for business, like good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good for like, cause that's kind of what Nike needs in the next couple of years is a renegade, you know, much like sex controversy sells. Yeah. They need a wholesome athlete to yeah. sell one type of shoe. They need like a renegade athlete that <laughs> does protests or whatever. Doesn't sell play by his shoes. own rules or the sports league's rules. He makes them or her own. rules or it's yeah all the other their, choices. Their mm-hmm. rules makes up their rules as they see fit. Anyway, well, speaking of all that gymnastic stuff, uh, yeah, Simone Biles quit. At least she quit the team event, right? But is she has she bowed out, out of the anything else too now? Oh, really? So now yes, she's out she of the individual all around. Okay. So she dropped out of that. Has there been any more? So at first it was like medical and it was mental or, or whatever. I, I don't really have any opinions on it, but has there been any more developments as to like what caused all this? Jane, I'm going to you because you're I now think, our gymnastics I mean, expert. Heard... <laughs> <laughs> you figured it'd be um, Robbie. Uh, I only, yeah, I've only read like stuff that's popped up in my social media but uh from what i gather it's it's definitely a mental issue and not physical and it's hard to know whether you know there's different perspectives to take you know like it was a team is a team competition and she kind of said to herself you know what i'm not feeling my best i think you guys are gonna be better off as a team with the other you know, the fourth person going up there in the events. So mm-hmm. I mean, if, if that's the, you know, if that was in her heart, then that, I think that's really admirable. And Adam kind of put it pretty well today. I thought, you know, he's like, we've, I don't think we've I've heard that yet. created this box you can check called. Oh, okay. So his take was, well, we've now just in general created this mental health box that you can check and be like, I'm not feeling it. And mm-hmm. there's no like push through. You know, you kind of gives yourself an excuse not to push further. Now, I think if this were a case where she there, let's say only three of them are on the team and you had to compete for three scores to count, like you didn't have anyone to come in for you. Right. Hypothetically. So in this case, she could bow out and there was someone else there to take her place. There was a reserve. But if that weren't the case. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So there's four gymnasts, but it sounds, if I understand correctly, only three, you choose three per event. So Simone backed out, but so all the other three had to do all the rest of the events. Hmm. And so I'm saying if you didn't have that flexibility within the team, would she have bowed out? And I don't think she would have. I don't think she would have just let her team down to, you know, screw them out of a third of the points. She just would have, maybe she would have simplified her routines or something, but yeah, I just kind of wonder if you had given her that level of pressure, would she have pulled through? That's a good question. Yeah. If there wasn't a reserve to fill in for her, uh, I mean, it was going to be just, you know, they wouldn't be in the running. Cause I got the silver, right? We got the silver. Was it pretty? Yeah. They did well enough to get the silver and maybe, Maybe that's what they would have gotten if she had done it as well. If she had been in there as well. Okay. Who knows? Okay. Oh, so yeah, we're, everybody. We're, we did it. Silver. Yeah. Silver is the best. I mean, hold on. No. So what? So we weren't like a lock to get the gold as a team. 
over the Russians. The Russians got the gold. Yeah. I didn't, and I didn't watch any of the Russians. So I, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of curious about what they were like, but uh, Harry. So I think the, so to me, and then if we go back to the little scoring thing, there was this whole controversy about her, about Simone Biles not being scored fairly for difficulty because they said, you need to reel it in. <laughs> You're like, this is too yeah. much. We need to give other gymnasts a chance. And some people are speculating that she was pissed off at that, but I don't know if that, I don't know if I buy that, but it is true. I think in international competition, the judges are, you know, they're more quote unquote diverse. They might be from, you know, I think Eastern European countries tend to favor the more feminine, dancey, uh, graceful type of gymnastics. Okay. And they want to see rather than like the American powerhouses, mm-hmm. which to us is like super fun. And I was, you know, the last few weeks, my feed and Facebook has been featuring all these like gymnasts from the past. And it's really interesting to watch because they were not as difficult, but they were very, very graceful and they were so perfected. And, yeah. you know, like every toe was pointed every leg was straight and it was just, there was no wobbles. I mean, of course they're featuring, you know, the best of the best routines, but, and I kind of wonder if the international judges are kind of favoring, kind of want the more. Sure. Grateful, his, well, you know, the a- old school style rather than sure. just like pure force. I can kind of understand that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. Obviously, I'd like whatever American, whatever our style is, we want to win. Um, but right, no, yeah, I, I can I, get I that where it's not that. just like this chick is like a, a freaking physical specimen and is going to just go, you know, do something insanely physical and nuts, you know, uh, versus right. I don't know, some kind of graceful, you know, I don't know, but I don't, I'm not a right. It's like no one can live I'm not up an to expert on gymnastics. her her level of difficulty in terms of the flips and you know how many turn rotations and all that but in terms of danger like all her stuff is just dangerous i will say there's one thing there's one experience that i'm having is that and i really haven't watched the olympics yet but that what it four or five years ago when we had the summer Olympics and the gymnastics, there was like, weren't we, didn't we have like the dream team or the fab five, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The final five there was it something like that. And it was like a team thing and it was like all about the team. And I think I could name like three of them at least. Um, But then this year, not actually watching, but just watching all the hype, like this has been all about Simone Biles. I couldn't, I couldn't name another gymnast on the U S team. So there's definitely a different, like, I guess there's like a different media burden on her. Whereas last year it was like, kind of like spread out over four or five girls. Yeah. It's true that like the stuff she does is absolutely incredible. Like stuff that only men do and (laughs) like multiple moves named after her. And I, you know, I really enjoy that. I really, it's so fun to watch her just like fly and she like springs higher than everyone. And, but there is something I think after watching all these other videos that were being popping up for me 
with like the the Romanians and the the Russians and like they're just there was something incredible about them too like so much perfection that you're like oh my gosh they're like robots but they're also there's some human you know it's like a personality they're just so, so feminine and strong. they like more like more gracefulness or dance kind of in it than yeah than power yeah or like sheer athletic feats i guess yes yeah um i don't know i, I feel like uh I'm gonna let I'm gonna let more information come in about this. I know there's been a lot. It's been kind of uh, controversial in some, you know, saying that uh, male athletes wouldn't get a pass like that. Um, people on Twitter kind of going after her a bit about quitting on her team. I could kind of see it from both both ways. I don't know. I try not to pass judgment. We don't know what was really going through her head. So and that's the magic people, of the box yeah. of the mental health box. That's the yes, magic of the exactly. box. She didn't create the box. It's there for That's her true. to check. So <laughs> can we blame dog, her for doing dogs that? on planes? People are the ones that created the box. Exactly. Exactly. And now they've destroyed our gymnastics team. Everything gets tied back to people with Aww. their dogs on planes. By the way, I can't wait for the next uh, Olympic Games where they have they introduced the new events where it's dogs on planes competing one of those courses. They strip the interior of the plane and just replace it with one of those courses and they'll own everyone's alongside the plane. <laughs> you know, just for fun. They'll throw yeah, it in. No. Oh, no. It's going to be pole, dan- pole dancing. Only horses. Pole dancing in four only years. horses can be the Olympics. Oh, only horses. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I, I think they were trying to make pole dancing an Olympic sport at one point. Pole dancing 2024? I actually think that was a thing. I mean, why not make yeah, it Yeah, I think so. I didn't make that those up. Those viewership yeah. numbers up. Let's get those ratings up. Oh, they could mix it like women's vo- beach volleyball. Uh, it's like a triathlon <laughs> where the women's beach beach volleyball players have whatever is just two sports, a biathlon, right? Yeah. They have to play beach volleyball and pole dance for a combined score. No, man. Combine the two sports. For and a super gold like, medal. Play volleyball while you're doing your pole dance. You got to time it right. Everyone's okay. dancing. Everyone's fucking volleying. I feel like. You know, just because I'm always thinking about the ladies. I feel yeah. like uh, they're all sandy and shit. You know, they got like sand on their thighs. And they're, then you're asking them to get up on the pole. Well, and no, I figured a lot of chafing. Plat- no, I figured there's a platform where the poles are installed. So to keep away all the chafing, all the all the sand and all that, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe they have or- an indoor setup where it's just completely away from the sand altogether. It's just, you know. Yeah. Part of the game, I mean, part of the beauty of the game is uh, women's beach volleyball is when, oh, yeah, sorry, you sorry. know, when they when they have to like dive in the sand to yeah. like get dig, do a dig or whatever you call Never it. Mind. This right? is a crackpot idea that I just came to mind. And then you record it back and then you play it forward in slow motion when they're getting up out of the sand. Some people do. Some people do. Sure, if, your t- if your TV has that, has that option. But that's, you know, that's a big part of the game. So if you're talking about putting them up on like a pedestal, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> We're trying to, we got to think about the integrity of the game. Well, it wasn't about putting them up on a pedestal. I was just thinking how crazy would it be if you combined stripping and, po- and volleyball? Well, I'm sorry, pole dancing and volleyball. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to separate it, you know, but I, you know, maybe that's just I like, the, I like where your head's at. Talking. I like where your head's at, you know, 
Eventually yeah. it could be like indoor. They could be on like on a pole and like be able to move maneuver around the court. Exactly. Right? We're going places with this. Yeah, pole dancing 2024. Let's make it happen, people. All right, Sign I'm it. there. I want to compete. Shit, I need a yeah. smaller crapper. Yep. I need a smaller crapper crappier country to move to though, so I have a chance. Oh yeah. Well, that's a good one. So why don't we uh why don't we stop yapping about this and segue into the news? Because we, we have some related, related uh yeah. Olympic stories. So Jane's got news. Hit us with the Jane. Little piece. Yeah. All right. So there's a swimmer, an Olympic swimmer named Yulstra Mardini. And she's a Syrian refugee living in Germany. And this is her second Olympics for the refugee Olympic team. So her family's house was destroyed in the civil war in Syria. And she has this like crazy story about getting out of there. So she and her sister fled after their house was destroyed and they made it to Turkey. And then they were smuggled into Greece by boat on a little dinghy boat with 18 other migrants. So this boat's only supposed to hold like six or seven people. And then the motor broke and it was like starting to gain water. Like it was, I don't know if it was like sinking, but you're like, Oh shit. So she being, you know, a swimmer, she was, she had been training for years in Syria. Um, So she and her sister and then two other people who could swim, like the four people who could swim just got off the boat and started like treading water while they worked yeah. to fix it to like reduce the weight in the boat. So they had to do that for three hours and then finally it was fixed and they made it to Greece and then they went by foot to, to Germany and she settled in uh, Berlin. So pretty crazy. Yeah. She swims in a butterfly crazy. and freestyle. So, so I didn't, I forgot about this refugee team, but yeah, it's the second they started this in for the 2016 Olympics because of the civil war in Syria because they want to allow is athletes it to just for Syria or is it the refugee team? No, it's it for like anyone. All it's the refugees. For, it was created because of the Syrian refugee problem, but it okay. was open to anyone. I think yeah. there have been there have been things like that in the past, right? Where yeah, they've made special teams for people that are like they may have happened when um, like Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia broke up in that time. Where there was like a team, yeah. just kind of like a white label team <laughs> for those well, that athletes was the, that, that had was the no Soviet. country. In '92, the Soviet Union had broken up, so they were the unified team. Okay. So, and then after that, they had their own, you know, like Ukraine as a team, and yeah, Estonia, Latvia, all the stands. Is Russia allowed to actually be Russia in these Olympics? Because weren't they yeah. weren't they prohibited from actually won being the gymnastics? Okay, but as Russia, not because yes. weren't they, weren't they forced to compete um, either two or four years ago? They were forced to compete as like again, like a white label team. Like it was basically Russia was banned from the Olympics, uh, but they didn't want to oh. screw those athletes over, so those athletes were allowed to compete under the Olympic flag. Maybe that was it. Maybe the white label team was just like an Olympic generic Olympic team. That uh, you know, from no country, that way the athlete could win a medal, but it just wouldn't be attributed to Russia's Olympic medal history. Which I'm sure in Russian, in Russia, there's going to be like, fuck that, you know, we're going to count it. 
we're going to count that as one of ours. So in their history books, I'm sure it'll be uh, a Russian victory, but yeah, they've well, done weird things other, like that. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, countries with an ego, <laughs> So that was my good news story, but this is the bad news story is China criticized NBC Universal for showing an incomplete map of of its country in the broadcast of the opening ceremonies because it didn't incorporate Taiwan and the South China Sea, which and these are like big hot topics. So the Chinese yeah. consulate in New York said this display hurt the dignity and emotions of the Chinese people. We urge NBC to recognize the serious nature of this problem and take measures to correct the error. Stone to stone, man. Yeah. But Does anyone care? Like, China cares. Well, I bet you N- NBC okay, cares. The rest and of the world rolls their eyes. I don't think they do. I think we do. I think NBC executives were probably up all night trying to figure out what to do to solve, you know, to make sure that uh, Fast Nine hits all the theaters over there. I, I don't so, even know if they're connected, but you know what I mean. These, okay. all these media companies are I have so a follow connected. Follow up on this. Funny you say that because they have not said anything. So it's been nearly a week, and as of two days ago, NBC has chosen. This is according to the AP News. NBC News has chosen not to engage in debate following complaints from China over the weekend about how the network depicted the country's map. Uh, Relations between the network and China are worth watching, however, since NBC Universal is set to broadcast and stream the 2022 Winter Games from the host city of Beijing. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes like long term, But, but they haven't said anything yet. They have not offer an apology and that is not the case there are other instances so oh gosh where is it uh here we go um johns hopkins was uh reporting about coronavirus and they did not include taiwan in this and the south china sea and then they reversed it they updated to include them showing because they were china complained and they were like what's going on and they're like all right we'll bow to you I don't yeah, know. A lot, of because people, they a lot of people care a lot about what China thinks. <laughs> yeah. But uh-huh. not for moral, not for moral reasons. It's like for, oh, of course not. Financial no. Yeah. And then gap. So gap also apologized because they sold a t-shirt that had an incorrect map of China, according to China. Yeah. It's weird because I don't I, I just think about like NBC. So yeah, NBC in the old days, it would be NBC be worried about what's their coverage going to be like in Beijing, but it goes way beyond that because NBC or whatever company they're part of now, NBC, Comcast, whatever they are. I mean, I don't even know. NBC might just might as well just be AT&T. It's just all one big, one big company that it gives in some sense, it gives China more power because they can be like, oh no, 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 you're gonna revise your map. Or like we're gonna shut, you know, we're gonna shut down like production of your movies in our country. We're gonna make it harder for all your movie divisions because you're not just NBC, a TV brought like a broadcast TV channel now. You're like a massive corporation that does media, you know, at every single level. Like they just be like, we'll just make sure, you know, your movies won't get approved. So and then so NBC's just like, well, damn, this is like a this could be like a billion dollar mistake. <laughs> Let's just change that map. 
Yeah. But you're saying they held their ground. Yeah. yeah. So far, but it hasn't been very long. So we'll see. Yeah. Or they appear to hold their ground, you know, to be holding their ground here. But we'll we, what they're saying over there might be a different story. But well, I NBC think if they do anything, broadcast. they have to make it public. Like China wants to see it be public. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they do hold a lot of power over us. <laughs> over Well, over us, over the over our media companies, put it that way. Like news, entertainment. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It is scary. It is scary. And there's no kind of movement about it yet. There's just, you know, certain people talking about it with no traction. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty, too, because we're all consumers here in the United States. And we like having, like buying things that are cheap. Cheap stuff. Less expensive, put it that way. And fast. Right. I miss quality built items. It's like if we were going to be like a boycott China, like you wouldn't be able to order stuff from Amazon anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know. Man, I've got stuff that's like clearly, you look at it and you're like, this was clearly made by a five-year-old. I mean, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I feel like it's good in a way because it does, I think there is a, a case to be made that it lifts people out of poverty. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, I there's... Agree. there's I opportunities for abuse for sure as well but then it's also like we're seeing the bad part of it because it gives like a a country like china so much power over us like what we consume like how movies are made that we watch that have to be sensitive to them um yeah so i think it's gonna have to go the way of the environment right like it's gonna be have to like be like the environmental movement where there's just social pressure go against it have we talked about that i know or, you and sorry, i have talked about against, it before to go against hurting the environment like there became a social pressure to go against hurting the environment i think we're gonna have to do the same thing with china that's the only way there will be to, that's the only way to get out of it yeah we tried it with like the was it the uyghurs the um the muslims that they're uh that they're committing genocide against allegedly we tried it with that people were just like eh what's a few less Uyghurs? <laughs> it's too hard to say like the, the word <laughs> the word's not, not spelled right <laughs> like you started with a u and a y but you call it Uyghur and if it's pronounced Uyghur like that's not that's not cool it's not sympathetic if you're gonna f us up with your name right off the bat how it's spelled and pronounced but um yeah maybe you're right that um there's got to be some kind of species in China that uh is endangered so that Sierra Club and all those guys get on board, but I'm sure China's already bought them, you know, because China's they're crazy. They'll donate, they, you know, they'll donate money, donate money to these foundations and you know these organizations that kind of buy their silence, keep them kind of quiet. But have I ever talked about the word they made up for Western liberals, like Western yes. leftist? Okay. Yes, but I forget it's what it called is. Called Zuo. Yeah. All right. I this is I didn't plan for this, but it is is very fitting. So the word is Baizuo, B-A-I-Z-U-O. It's it literally means white left. And it's a Chinese derogatory term um, used to ref, refer to Western leftist ideologies primarily espoused by white leftists. It's a sarcastic reference to those whose political opinions are perceived as being guided by emotions or a hypocritical show of selflessness and empathy. 
like they understand our weak points. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. This is them paying attention. They know how to weaken us. And they're, I mean, I think there's, you know, you hear conspiracies that they're funding BLM. And I would first, my initial reaction is like, eh. But then when I see this, they've made up a word for this. I'm like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are. I just pray that we're doing similar things to fuck with their society as well. No, I don't you know, think we are. CIA, we're not that wise. They're wiser the CIA. than we are. They, well, they mean, don't there's under- some people. No, I think there's some people in certain agencies that are pretty wise. I mean, our, our, the politicians that are like at the top of the show are not at all. You know, they're just, they have no idea what's going on, but there's probably some that are like that operate on their own that I hope are, you know, running programs to destabilize Chinese culture, Chinese society. I don't know. I hope like encourage them to hack, encourage them how, you know, how to, you know, encouraging them how to get around their government's, uh, you know, like cybersecurity police, I don't know, doing what they can. Cause I mean, you know, what you would do here, you know, in America is different than what you do in China, but I don't know. I just hope like when the whole election and like Donald Trump won and there was all these accusations of, of Russian interference and all this stuff in the election, I was like, yeah, I assume they're trying all the time to do that kind of shit. And I just hope that we're trying to do the stuff to them as well. And, and also playing defense, like, let's be grownups about this. Like I, yeah, this is like, this is the modern world. Like countries are trying to fuck with each other all the time. I hope we're trying to do some stuff back. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But who knows? Who knows? Well, I found a cute little like old news story in my uh, historical LA times book that Manny got me about. Oh, that was a gift to to you. Okay. I don't know if it was a gift. He's at least yeah, letting me. It is. I, you I said my, and I was yeah. like, well, she owns this book now. Yeah, that was the whole point. It's like, I, I have no use for it. I don't have any place in my uh, space in my place for it. So figure better use of it for it on the show. Thank you, Manny. Yeah, it's really fun to like page through. Okay. So I decided to look at <laughs> <laughs> it. might be. I mean, it's so I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but it's a uh, hundred years of the LA times front pages. So there's like a couple for every year starting. So it's 1881 to 1981, which I guess was their hundredth anniversary. Okay. Um. Anyway. So this, for this week, I was like, Oh, let's do Olympics. And I was like, Oh, 84 Olympics. That was after this book was published. So I had to go back to 1932 when LA uh, host of the Olympics. And sure enough, there was a headline. And it, so the Olympics were held, this was kind of in the height of the depression. And unlike normal Olympics, um, the president, President Hoover did not go. So he stayed back, but um, there was a custom and I couldn't find out like what the history was with this custom, but the, the world leader hosting of the nation hosting the Olympics is supposed to break bread with the athletes. So like literally like have a loaf of bread with the athletes, but because he didn't go to the games, they had to like fly in a loaf of bread from wherever it was and like give it to him. So representative Engelbright of California presented a loaf of bread to the 
to President Hoover at the White House, explaining it was a custom for the reigning head of the nation acting as host of the athletes to partake of the same bread at his own table that the competitors at the games eat at their training table. Engelbright said the bread had been sent by airplane in order that the historic custom established in the last century could be continued. Mr. Hoover replied that he appreciated the gesture, gladly would accept the bread and place it on his luncheon table in order that he might join in some way with the Olympic athletes. And that's the end of the article. <laughs> wow. I kind of question journalism back in this day because some of these stories do not do the who, what, when, where, or how. You know, aren't you supposed to like say... Be Maybe that was a modern invention. It wasn't implemented. Yeah, it must be. Some of these stories are just like, whoa, dude. Being a reporter back then, that would have been a hard job because you have to get... I mean, you have to, tr- you know... You have to transport yourself from place to place. You have to talk to these people. Like, no one has a damn phone. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you know? you're essentially like, walking clickbait is what you are. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? You, like, have to leave notes for people? Like, I will call <laughs> you at the hotel lobby phone at 7 p.m. every night this week in the hopes that you will answer it so that we can then talk and set up a meeting. Like, it would take so long to gather information back then, right? I know. Like you would just have to count it's on like all, you unfathomable just, now. Yeah, you would just have to count on shit that people told you. Like, well, my friend told me that they sent this loaf of bread. Like, okay. Well, then we have it on good reports that there was a loaf of bread sent to the White House or something. And this is what the president said. Yeah, it'd be so hard, like logistically, to get information back then than it is today. But it's a touching story about bread. No, but the yeah, 32 like so the middle of depression. Interesting. I wish so, we had more stories on bread out there in print right now. Is all I have to say. Well, this what just kind of goes to. Print? No, I was just going to say that there needs to be more bread articles in print. Big Bread's PR is failing them. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't <laughs> say anything, but yeah, to that. I caught Chris <laughs> off guard like no other right now. With <laughs> He's probably working for the enemy. That's what he's doing over there in Oklahoma. He's like, Shit, they're on to me. I've got to rework my strategy. Yeah. Like tortillas are really, uh, really taken over with kids. Like kids like to just eat tortillas, you know? Yeah. Instead of a loaf of white bread, like a wonder bread, you know? Much like China has its fangs in everything in America, we have our fangs in, you know, food. That's mm. how we get you. That's how we bring yeah. you over. Little by little, and you don't even know it. What are you bringing us over to? Just Tex-Mex food in general, or Tex-Mex food? So like a revolution happening eventually, or something, something exciting. Yes, exactly. Viva la mantequilla, <laughs> la raza. <laughs> no, what was I going to say um, before we, <laughs> before we got deep, real deep into bread? <laughs> Your love of the band bread. I know you're a big fan. You've talked to my ear off about them before. <laughs> I never even I never even heard of that band before Adam Kroll started talking about it. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I haven't. They've always been in my periphery. I just never got around to listening to them. Bread. What was yeah. their song again? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna at least know one song. No, I need to I need to brush up on my bread discography to be honest with everybody. 
I think they just had one disc. Yeah. Well, you know, one's all you need. Oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say that. Um, so this Olympics, this is an Olympics in the middle of the depression, and a bunch of nations didn't show up for it. Of course, that you know, a lot of traditions didn't take place. But um, like, kind of goes towards what I was saying earlier about like we just been we've been fucking things up since the beginning. You know, we're just doing it in different ways now. But like, I think, and maybe like in my experience, I witnessed many, many Olympics that went off flawlessly. Like maybe all of our experiences that because we kind of have, we we're kind of growing up in a uh, the marketing was kick ass, the technology was coming along. There were some of these channels and phone apps and websites, all these things to where yeah, we uh, we kind of were lucky with that. I guess things went things were going really well there for a long time. <laughs> you know and now yeah. it's like olympics are delayed and there's all kinds of you know there's no one in the stadiums i mean we're at least like we held them so i mean they skipped two olympics i think for world war ii probably yeah. one for world war one as well yeah so at least we ours was only delayed you know just because of a pandemic nothing serious like a world war so there's also that <laughs> I guess there's people in Japan that are protesting the Olympics too. Like they didn't even think it should happen, but it's hard to say like if it's 20 people or, you know, 20% of their population that's, that feels this way. Maybe it's uh, Japan's version of the far left or the national movement that doesn't want all that ruckus there. Who knows? They don't want these, these damn foreigners coming into their, uh, exactly. What is it? Nippon? Nippon. Yeah. Nippon. Oh, I'm sorry. And put my Japanese accent on there. Ooh. I didn't know you had one. What'd you see, Jane? Yeah, what happened? Nothing. I had oh, a thought. Okay. I had a thought, but it was like a tipsy thought that I would rather hold it for yourself. later. <laughs> <laughs> run, it, run, it, run it through some filters first. See whether that thought should come out. <laughs> yeah. Good call. <laughs> but yeah, like crazy times. I guess crazy times back then. And they take crazy measures, I guess, to uh, try to hold traditions and then eventually we get back to it, I guess. So if there's reason to be optimistic, you know. So we'll be back to all our craziness eventually, people. Don't worry. Yeah, maybe we'll have another It'll couple. always be crazy. Yeah, we'll have a couple but or a few decades where things what's happening well. now. I've, I mean, I don't mean to take this on another tangent, but I do feel like my personal thought is that right now is a different type of crazy. Like it's been crazy in the past. But what we're experiencing now and sort of like the rift between people and like segregating them and wanting like vaccinated people not to be able to, unvaccinated people not to be able to do things or participate in society. I don't know. It feels a little like this is not the path to go down. Oh, I, I agree. How dangerous it's, it's, it? it's crazy. Is it about danger or is it about just punishing people for not doing the what you think is the right thing? there's a large chunk of people out there that are just, they've already, they've made up their mind, like how this thing was going to happen. So like everything that happens, they put it through this filter of it must fit what I decided a year ago, you know, a year and a half ago, whose fault it was, uh, what was safe, what was not safe. People are going off of like still going off of their, uh, their gut reaction, you know, in early 2020 and just sticking to it versus just kind of staying in an open stance, you know, as Adam Crowley would say to all the information that's coming at you all the time going with it. I think it's crazy 
it's the same crazy. It, it all comes from the same place in the human in dark in the dark human heart. <laughs> but we just have all these different tools now to uh, bludgeon each other with our crazy. And, and then it seems weird because, uh, you know, we have access to so much information, but people still make decisions off of like scary headlines. Don't let the hair li- headlines scare you people. They're just headlines. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's always been happening, but it's just, we're just like, we're able to just um, do so much more damage now. I, I don't know. Or not. I don't know. Well, either way, people should learn to think for themselves and read between the bullshit, all the lines, everything. Yeah. Exactly. In the meantime, so. they're more than welcome to follow us. Join our Facebook group, Endless Runners Podcast. You can check in and find out when we're going to be doing our what seems well originally was going to be a bi bi-weekly hang, but you know, they just happen when, when they can happen. But you know, join the group, stay in the loop find out and hang with us when we do them they're fun we always get kind of rowdy sometimes blue you can follow us on instagram endless runners podcast endless runners on twitter and endless runners at gmail don't forget to give our feminist our feminist pastor uh, robbie spotlight a follow as well (laughs) on all the platforms reach out to him if you're having you know some moral quandaries or you're just troubled in general by all things that life has thrown your way he'll gladly reach out and lend a lend a listening ear a shoulder to cry on and then check me out how we figure.com how we figure on all the platforms i'm still busy on behind the scenes shit with that but don't worry things are happening and thanks for supporting thanks for listening thanks for always tuning in on the weekly to everybody on youtube yeah thanks everybody yeah, we have fallen off a little bit on the, the bi-weekly Zoom party, the Zoom gathering. But uh, part, it's it's because it's so fun. That's why. It is. Oh, it's, and sometimes it can go on for like two, three, four hours. And it's like, whew, I wasn't ready to. <laughs> like to commit to you guys. <laughs> I wasn't ready to that. We have to yeah. like. That's true. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of like, a, it's not something we feel like we could just be like, let's do it for 45 minutes or so. Exactly. It has to be a long hang. Yeah. But before we wrap, I also just want to say to the people that listen audio only, I apologize for the delay. There was no uh, audio recording to download. So I had to, you know, rip it from the internet, get clever with it in order to get the audio file. But I will be working on it and both episodes will be out by the end of this week. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thanks for all your hard work. And uh, like you said, thanks everybody for listening, supporting the show uh thanks for chatting with us do you have anything i I don't have that up i don't have that window up in our our youtube but uh for our regulars thanks for watching tonight do they have any okay i just wanted to make sure they didn't have any questions or comments that should be read or anything like that so we're good okay that's good i felt i felt bad because we usually we check in a little bit more with the chat everyone though yeah yeah all right well uh yeah, from uh, beautiful Norman, Oklahoma. I'm going to sign off saying, get it on. Get it on. Get it on, everybody. They're banging more chicks, but not as hard. Yeah.